Welcome to Wicker Biscuit's first annual New Year's episode. We were so excited to welcome in the new year and say adios to 2023. It became a whole two-parter. Technically three. Ooh, doggy. Well, since there's so much to digest, let's get cracking. Please enjoy part one of our two-part New Year's episode. Yay! All right. Hello and welcome, everyone, to our New Year's episode of Wicker Biscuit. Woohoo! All right. Insert party horns. nice thank you let's go around the table and see who we got on for guest today can i start over here we have amanda hi amanda ryan hey ryan this is carl hey carl jay hey jay and then we got our zoom buddies leah leah hey leah oh courtney from the infirmary (laughs) (laughs) courtney from the infirmary Courtney has the COVID. The coves. That is really the gift that just does keep on giving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> and as always, there's host Gary. So hello, everyone. Uh, okay, guess. Let's hear it. How are things going for everyone? Pretty I've darn. I've had better days. Better days. <laughs> it's, it's wild because, you know, thinking about just our holiday episode and it's we're, we're deep in the holidays now. Yes. Yes, we are. But that's well, why some might just... say bowels of holly deep into the holidays. Oh. <laughs> I am a sucker for puns and especially holiday puns. So bring it. That's I think what I say. It, you know, last uh, last episode I talked about how I wasn't quite in the spirit for Christmas, mm-hmm. but there was rumors of a Grinchometer. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and uh, I think I was that Grinch for a little bit, but I wasn't an active Grinch, I should say. You're a passive Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to sit on my mountain, I guess, and look out over Whoville. I don't know. <laughs> But I wasn't, like, angry. I don't know. Just observing. But we've realized that my entire office, it looks like someone has, like, vomited Christmas over every cubicle, (laughs) every wall. I I can't believe how many decorations there are. I think half the stock of the Dollar Tree is in my my office (laughs) at work right now. And every day there's more. There's Mm -hmm. literally a team member who is gifting people every day something that's crocheted. Yesterday was a Christmas tree of buttons. And it just, it won't stop. Hopefully not potato wow. buttons. So now I think I'm on the opposite <laughs> side of it. I'm not a Grinch. I'm I'm grateful, but I'm drowning in Christmas now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need a Christmas life Waterboarded I, by I Christmas. Gave, I gave all my coworkers <laughs> back scratchers for Christmas. Yes. And when I said I got everyone presents, they were all like, <laughs> I'm like, chill. They were $1.50 each. Everyone's fine. <laughs> and then when I gave them to them, that's all I, I've still to this day. Oh, that back scratcher is so great. I'm so glad. Oh, thank you so much. That, that was such a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> gift of the year. Did it have the extendable handle? Yeah. The telescoping. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Fancy. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Yeah. No, I'm, I'd, I'd be right there with them. That's a very nice thing to do. Gary has purchased many back scratchers. Yeah. And then they either get lost or mostly broken because they'll turn into well, like a child's toy oh, sword yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Or we, we used to have, well, we still have ones that are like, it's like a bear claw. Mm, yes. And I liked that one the best. But then when I couldn't find any more like that, I bought ones that were more like, like a garden mm-hmm. thingy. And now I don't like the bear claw one as much. It's weird. <laughs> it's crazy because I had the identical situation. I had the bear claw one, which I loved, but then Amanda got me one that's like the rake style. Yep. And then one day when I found the bear claw one again, I'm like, mm, I want my rake. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it was fun. I have to wow. circle back to the holiday episode. Yeah. I so- listened to it and Ryan mentioned not liking... Christmas shoes song. <laughs> I thought, what is this song? And I, I, it didn't ring a bell. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that song. Fuck that song. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. But when I was Googling it, I discovered there is a movie based off of it. Oh, no. <laughs> starring oh, yeah. Rob Lowe. <laughs> Go figure. He must have needed money. Yeah, it's like a Hallmark movie. Or I something. mean, it's, it's terrible. It, I want it to be a good story, but it's just it's not. It's not. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was in the hospital, all of the many times that that's happened, I've never once thought, gosh, I wish my kid would bring me some shoes. Laying <laughs> <laughs> in the hospital bed and can't walk, but God, I'd love some shoes. God, I don't know why he's so selfish. <laughs> it's that's coming the from problem here. Yeah. It's not that I need medical treatment. It's just I lack want of some, shoes. Right. I just want some shoes. Obviously, your kid did not care enough that that's, this might be the end. Well, no, no. He was like, I'm just going to let her be there, and I'm going to go give 
her hugs and tell her I love her and not give her any footwear. <laughs> do do uh well, do people... you've got grippy socks. Isn't I was that just enough? gonna say I was just gonna bring up the grippy socks. <laughs> I was totally going to. <laughs> so okay, but that was be- technically it wasn't while she was in bed. It was before. Sure. So the thought still counts, but I get like groggy Amanda being like, "Where's my footwear, fuckers?" <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, somebody was saying something. Well, I was just going to say, what do you do at home for uh, the holiday season when you're working from home? Like, what do you, do people, like, decorate their own desk or do they, like, well, Carl, we have a tree in our in our living room that doesn't have any ornaments on it. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything. I saw the tree. It's beautiful. It is. Is that how it's going to just be? No, no. Oh. It's, it's, in, in theory, it it's will get not. Done. <laughs> my rule is typically if it's like by december 10th i don't have stuff up it's not going up yeah <laughs> and then if a couple does work from home they do they're pretty much going to give gifts to each other so i guess that's their secret santa exchange well yeah. we Technic- amanda do we works have at- a secret santa well first of all it'd be between I me and i don't get any secret santa because <laughs> amanda goes into the office now no so one's Am- giving me amanda gifts. has an office oh that's nice she'll sometimes work from home but it's very rare so my my home buddy is ruggles okay and- but when I did work from home. You never did Secret Santa with me. HIPAA rules got in the way. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I know, like, right? We're doing like an unsanctioned one, so it's not like official work one right we now. We could have done an unsanctioned one. <laughs> and, like, and, that, and that only would have violated HIPAA rules, and who cares about that? True. But you know what happens with unsanctioned ones? Fill me in. It's just like everything else. Chaos. Like, <laughs> there's no rules or like guidelines. So some people are doing it old school. I'm literally getting candy and like mixed nuts on my desk every day right now. Ooh. I'm like, you used to bring any home for me. I just bought, I'm going to buy something <laughs> f- that one gift for the end. I'm not going to do a daily. Oh, they're doing like the 12 days of Christmas kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's got time for that? So the, so, mix, are the mixed nuts already like shelled? Well, yeah. It's so a you nice don't container. need a nutcracker for and I'm it? Like, <laughs> right. And then resting your testicles on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, so now between Secret Santa and the, you know, random trinkets that are showing up on my desk, like I said, I'm covered in Christmas. But uh, maybe I'll have to bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Today is St. Lucia Day. (gasps) Oh, Oh my God. Are you going to put a candle on your head? No, it's too late. That's a morning thing. You're supposed to do breakfast. So would I do it for my dog? I totally would actually. Like I would that if it was to serve my dog breakfast. Leah, we um so at the UU in Eau Claire, we um we're set up Unitarian Universalist. We um, for those listeners who don't know what UU is. (laughs) We Uh. have um our Banquet table set up for like we call it the festival lights, but it's basically encompassing all the holidays of all the season. And we'll uh, end up lighting these this this weekend for our festival lights. And uh, I couldn't stop staring at it because they set it up the other day. And right on the end closest to where I was sitting was the advent wreath. And I was trying to figure out how you'd get that on your head. <laughs> she had a tiny head back then. It's some danger. Yeah. Not only put it on your head, but light it ablaze as well. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm also concerned because I'm pretty sure I'm either lighting it for either the winter solstice or Christmas Eve. And I don't know that I'm not going to like burst out laughing while I'm lighting this candle. <laughs> it's the power of Jesus. <laughs> Very excited about that for you. The I, um, Holy Spirit just moved you. What do I have to wear? A white robe with a red sash. Okay. I thought it was a gold sash. I know. I'm pretty sure I said gold before, but, but when I was looking it up on the interwebs, I think it said red. Oh, good. I no, I, I'm I glad that we have clarification for our listeners. Thank what, you. What fabric is your robe? changes where you look, but it's always a white robe. But always like what robe. kind of a white robe? I'm like, picturing like one like like, alt- like altar boys robe? would wear, right? Yeah, kind of like that, or oh. like the angel children would wear for like midnight mass. Yeah, oh. hmm. not a fluffy you know bathrobe. I just thought, <laughs> you know, like you know, there's Halloween, the mm-hmm. horror movie, and then now there's Thanksgiving. We need to make a horror movie about Christmas called Midnight Massacre, and it probably already exists. But I just thought of that when she said the, the angel children of midnight mass. I'm like massacre. Yeah, that would be good. I'm gonna have to. Look. I want one I that's like for Arbor Day. You know, it's <laughs> like a sentient tree that's like out the there, tree or, or like a, yeah. a tree. Of somebody who's planting trees and they've just had enough. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah, they're in it there. was a TV program. We could have it be Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed comes and murders everyone. Oh my! Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to cut that from the pod because we gotta. We yeah. don't want anybody else taking this idea. <laughs> Blood makes the trees grow. Hey, Rob Lowe, do you want to do our? <laughs> you know, it's it's a that? it's a great movie about a sweet tree. It. <laughs> just so you know, Midnight Massacre was released in 2023. Yes, I just I saw that. Yeah, so by we Travis just mm-hmm. missed it. Damn it! Damn it! All right, oh. all right. Well, who's ready to get scooting? Boot scooting boogie? Yeah, of course. All right, let's get cracking. We're gonna go into our segment. Segment one is our year in review. So now, obviously, we can't go over every single thing that happened, but I picked out a couple things that either I thought were just interesting, sort of, hmm, moments, and other things that I found that I honestly didn't hear about. So I'm like, I want to hear what you guys think and see if you heard about it. So some of the big ones I kind of stayed away from because we don't want anything too heavy. But uh, here we go. So first on the list, I've got January 10th. So right at the beginning of the year, we had Prince Harry published his book, Spare, a memoir of the royal family. I mean, does I completely have... forgot that happened because it had no impact on my life. I was going to say, <laughs> does anyone have any strong feelings about the British royal family? There was like a whole section <laughs> I mean, about... I stupid low-key adore that. Like, I love the pageantry of it, but... To me, it was more just like, I, I felt like that was so long ago. And I'm like, because it had no impact on my life. I'm like, I don't care about the royal family. I don't follow any of it but anyway did he write it or did he have like one of those people that helps to write it like a ghostwriter ghost yeah. it was I'm guessing both, so well actually. there's a whole section about his foreskin and like having what? to put lotion on it so oh. i hope someone didn't what make that world? up what? <laughs> well, yes and that's because it was his mom's lotion right on his penis yeah i heard I about think... that why what kind of like as i'm saying i i don't care at all i did actually hear that story <laughs> well i think that's the like i think that's the part of like the idea of this book was to show how crazy life is as being part of the institution. Is he working on this with his therapist? So he was in the Arctic and he got like some frostbite down south and they had this lotion that fixed it and he had to put it on his wee wee, but it smelled like the exact lotion his mom used as a kid. So he's like, it's really weird. So I was touching myself and having flashbacks of my oh. mom. Hmm. Okay, Anyways. that was like very different in my head of what was happening <laughs> yeah. with the lotion. He was not masturbating with it. <clears throat> okay. I was like intrigued by the older woman he hooked up with at behind the pub. That was interesting to me. Mm. Like what? that part I don't know about. Fill me in. You, you guys think... read this? Do I? Yeah. That was in the that was in the book. Like it was an excerpt. Like... Have we read the book? I I, uh... I heard about the no, penis thing at the talk book. show. No. Like he was on. Of some, course, yeah. everybody heard about the that, penis thing on talk shows. I well, I think I've read enough about it on HuffPost. Okay, I was say Carl. Carl, Carl is a like news junkie. News junkie. So like, if there's a newspaper yeah. or an article within thumb's reach, he's going, "Oh, I gotta read it." That's true. <laughs> I feel that. But like, I mean, even potato buttons would give newspapers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, fuck them. Fuck them all. <laughs> Banish the monarchy. All right. In January. And Gary's the one who says, let's not get political. <laughs> <laughs> we already decided that in 1776. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count if it's somebody else's government. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, on January 20th, I had that Buzz Aldrin, the second man to step foot on the moon, married his partner. And the kick is, it was his 93rd birthday, and she was 62? Wow, Cradle Robin. <laughs> so when I read that, I'm like, I didn't even know that that happened. Did any of you hear about that? I hadn't the faintest. I probably caught a headline of it. I feel like I did tell you about it, but I don't remember any information that I read. Do we feel she's too young? Probably. <laughs> I think Can they get, even relate I think, to each um, other? I promise you, Gen Z thinks she's too young. <laughs> you know, he gets like a relativity pass because time <laughs> passes differently I, when you're in space. Right. Maybe there's some weird kind of math. It, it continued it okay. when he came back. We don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, Has anyone mm-hmm. else been on the moon that can tell us? Not in here. <laughs> Not in this I mean, <laughs> I'd like to scratch the surface a little further. Like, yeah, I, I like the love story. I love, I'm a romantic, so I would love to know how they met. You are a romantic. You there know? is no doubt about that. <laughs> I bet sure. you sent her a postcard what? from the moon. I meant it sincerely. <laughs> I'm thinking the last time it something romantic long happened long in my house. Time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, wait till you're 62. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, next on the list. <laughs> Sorry. Any more to add on that? No. Okay. Next on the list I had from March 9th, the U.S. record record industry reported that for the first time since 1987, sales of vinyl records exceeded the sales of CDs. And as a vinyl junkie, first of all, I didn't hear that when it first happened, but woohoo, woohoo to that. I, is 2023 when you got into vinyl? Is there no. some correlation? No. Um, he got a Burl Ives record for Christmas like three years ago from uh, this guy. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay, I don't remember. I just know he went to the record store a lot. Yeah, we did We did that in 2022 a lot. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Leah, how many records do you own, do you think? Oh. I want to pretend she's, she's counting. counting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like grouping them like 10, 20, 30, looking at my thing, like probably 100. Probably, nice. Probably okay. Over like a little over a hundred. I probably have like one fifty to two hundred. I don't know what's. I d- I don't have anything quite that many, but like I was when everyone was putting their Spotify wraps up, and I don't stream any music, so I really wanted to just take a picture of my CD shelf and be like, <laughs> "Here's mine. <laughs> this is what I stream this year." I like it. What, my hundreds of CDs within this group. What is the driving factor like that wants that drives you to buy vinyl? Like what intrigues you by it? For me, it's pure novelty because I like it's not portable. It's not whatever. I feel like when you put a record on, it's got to be like we're gonna sit and listen to this. Do you know what I mean? It's different. It's like because even before vinyl kind of made its big comeback, when we would just buy stuff at the thrift store, kind of it's a dollar. It's fun. Like that. I just think that's and there's certain adventure. It sounds different. There's no doubt that it's got a different sound. Um, There's a certain warmth to it. And even the crackle, I know some people are like, that's interference, but there's there's a familiarity that reminds me of like yesteryear and there's a connection. And there, there's something as as dorky as it sounds, there's something where it's like, I know it's like an actual like analog wave pressed into wax that's going through the needle and going right to my ear. It's not just ones and zeros. And that's so <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> but it gives me the tingles. This is where Gary gets romantic. <laughs> I was going to say, right? <laughs> there's kind of like a ritual aspect to it as well. Like you... you don't just press play on a computer. Like you take the time to physically right. no, go and place th- it. And that, I mean, and that's really my argument for physical media in general is like the way people. I don't know. And and I realize it's not so much the digital era changing everyone. It's more like I've always been a person who like bought movies that I liked. So even when we all had VHS, people were like, "You have more VHS than I do." So it's still that. It's just now it's everyone's like, "You still buy CDs?" I'm like, "Yep," because when Apple decides to take your music away. I still have my CDs. Right. <laughs> right. And that's the one thing I've said in the past, too, is, is it's not necessarily the format. It's it's the copyright and the licensing. It, yes. it, it, when you own the physical media, you own a copy of it. Yes. And that is something that's awesome. Matter of fact, our pal Christopher Nolan was just saying, go out and buy yeah. the Blu-ray. Blue, Don't stream Blu-rays. it. Buy the Blu-ray of my movies because that way you have it. Well, yeah, I, yeah because like, I can't think of what company, but one of them is taking away a bunch of movies that people have bought digitally they're just mm-hmm. gonna do away with it and people are freaking out and i'm i don't want to be like i told you so but i'm sorry yeah, yeah i feel bad troubling. for you but this is what i've been saying all along even before <laughs> i mean it, it was a shift for what worked best for the corporate owners not for the individuals sure yep but anyway i like how our our conversations just naturally flow to little tangents <laughs> but it's, it's so it's so true it's like the digital revolution mostly was because it was so much cheaper for the execs and that way they could just really screw over. I don't remember who the band was, but there was a band that was talking about this and they were saying how, you know, you you can listen to a song and it can have such an impact on you and you might listen to it once a month, but it's like your favorite song and it just hits you deep. But while you're working out or whatever, you'd rather stream taylor swift or something poppy that doesn't mean taylor swift means more to you but from a spotify point of view taylor swift is getting billions more than this one band because that song you only listen to like once a month back in the day when we all bought albums they would have gotten paid the same right yeah but now they don't Mm -hmm. so i totally get it it's not fair it's not set up right but that's maybe a whole nother episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So I will move on. Next up, this is out for Carl. April 4th, Finland officially joined NATO, becoming the 31st member of the Security Alliance. Do we have any proud Finns in the room? Well, I'm as Finn as you can get as far as uh, being an American hybrid. 
Um, but no, it's really cool just to, I always, I honestly, that's one of the things I was watching the news the whole time. Mm-hmm. Glad Finland stood up because honestly they could be in danger. Right. But no, I'm glad they joined. Yeah. I mean, not that I am like personally in NATO. Well, I mean, I, we all are, I guess. Yes, we are. <laughs> but, but I say good for them. I, yeah. I was. Yeah. I mean, the Swedish air force and the Finnish military is a good combo to have in the, in NATO and the Alliance. So not to mention the Swedish chef. Oh, oh, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking <laughs> when he said Swedish and then stop for a second. I was like, chef. Okay. Next up, I've got April 20th, SpaceX's Starship rocket explodes four minutes after its first test flight. Mm-hmm. I put this down because this was the first spaceship exploding that I was excited about. <laughs> you know who else was excited that day? Who? Stoners. Yeah? It was 420. Probably blew some mm-hmm. minds. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I just, I, Elon Musk can suck it. Oh, and it's purely, it's he not... probably can't. I don't think his lips are his own anymore, so he probably can't suck it. Oh, okay. It's probably like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that video for the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I guess but I all made these a are, face. All these that he's doing are unmanned. They're not like, oh, right, correct, right, correct. Right. No, that's the only reason I was happy. No, no one died. It was unmanned. And they were actually like, well, we got a lot of good data before it blew up. So, I mean, they called it a win. And you know what? In all due respect for engineering, when, when you have something fail, but you know why, it is a win. It's a huge yeah. win. So, I mean, that's that's great and all. I just, yeah. I hate how much NASA is in debt to SpaceX right now. Well, and that's the... That's no the... private person should have that much control over government stuff. Yeah. It's the paradigm, though, right now because of NASA funding and private investment. Oh, I know. I know. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm torn on it because if it's advancing the science... Good, but yeah, it should not be privatized. No. NASA should be getting the funding they need. Right. Well, for all those familiar with the Apollo uh, project, that whole thing, uh, in it was estimated <clears throat> because part of the deal was anything that they developed, any technology that was developed for NASA, for, for the Apollo missions, it would become public. It would go back to other people. So for every dollar spent on the Apollo program, they estimate it generated $11 back. So, yeah. I mean, it was... Just a huge economic boom. And, right. And just the, the quality of life enhancements, mm-hmm. all the things that have trickled down to our everyday lives yeah. from NASA research. I mean, they, it's just wild. Because, like, the cameras that they developed for their spacecrafts, that's the stuff that ended up being cameras and cell phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that shit didn't exist before them. So I love it. Once we privatize it, all those innovations, Elon Musk owns them and not the, the American people. And I think that's awful. But again, that, that could be a whole other episode. <laughs> okay. I got one here for Amanda. April 29th, legendary country music star Willie Nelson had his two-day music festival concert for his 90th birthday. I'm still sad we didn't get to go. I know. So but good. shout out to Willie Nelson because he's... Oh, go ahead. Interesting Courtney fact, but did you guys know that my dad actually cooked once for Willie Nelson? What? Come on. What? Yes. Amanda did that. Did. <laughs> what the what? Really? Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, why is he not telling that? Top a... Chautauqua. Jesus Christ. And they hired my dad to make Willie Nelson a dinner. What did and he make? I... And why is he not <laughs> telling us this? Why is why are I'll we not what... gathered around a record player with Willie Nelson songs hearing know, right? about what he ate? Uh, I think dad made him um weed brownies. Weed what? Brownies. Weed brownies. <laughs> no. That would have been great though. Well that is what Willie was doing. Really for the that. naked lady sushi. Ooh. Yeah. Well, apparently dad made like this really elaborate dinner and the only thing that he ate was the baked potato. So my dad was a little what? like offended, mm. like really oh, Willie. the well, potato. He's a, he's a simple man. I'll tell you a couple yeah. years ago. Maybe he needed the wheat brownie first. I was reading how many artists Maybe. really like performing in Wisconsin, why they continue to come back for all the summer festivals. and doesn't matter. County fair, little town, whatever. Is it the cheese curds? I think it's the food and hospitality. Yeah. Like, I will I think tell you. It really I, is. I will tell you, not really fair related, but when I worked for a certain food establishment that has ice cream type desserts and cheese curds, and they're kind of famous for it, the band Great White came in one night. Ooh. And like they were just so excited to have these like delicious milkshakes, and they were so nice and friendly. And of course, only me and like the other adult working there was like, <laughs> I don't, I know who this is. All the kids are like, oh, whatever. They were like oh, on their way through sad. for some concert or something, and it was like, oh my god, that's so cool. That's when uh, you go. Cool things like this are wasted on the youth. 
you know. <laughs> Sometimes, definitely. But yeah, it was good. And our favorite group. Um, Nathaniel Rateliff. Yep. He played for him. And the Night Sweats. Oh, my God. They're amazing. That would be a fun party. It would have been. Right? So I was happy he did it. Because, I mean, what if you, you make it to 90, you're still performing. Throw yourself a party. I'm going to perform yeah. when I'm 90. <laughs> yeah, you should. I don't know what. <laughs> but something. Because some I'll time to work on it. Yeah. Don't worry, Courtney. I'll have a baked potato waiting for you. Thank you. <laughs> right. Oh, perfect. Uh huh. So next up, I got May second. That was the start of the strike for the writers. The writer strike on the labor disputes. I just wanted to throw that out because I was going through the whole solidarity thing with them. Just because I'm a fake writer with a fake. Well, it's a real podcast, but I'm not a real writer. But <laughs> I Do felt, you write? Could you say well, burgeoning? I, mean, I write down things. Then you're a writer. <laughs> I guess. I'm yeah. going to perform when we're 90, so why can't you be a writer now? <laughs> right? Okay. All right. I Two of my team members were talking today about how excited that their shows were coming back. And I know in some of our group chats recently, mm-hmm. we were talking about favorite shows coming back. I was struck by... I think the the balance of that, like people now are, you know, excited about their shows coming back and how some of these shows are pretty impactful to their lives or they bring joy to them. Sure. Especially people that stream and binge and watch, you know, season after season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool. But I was I was glad to see most people were down with this one. Like it's it goes back to our digital, you know, idea of who's getting money and who's not getting money. Right. And are people getting their fair share? And now this... AI element, like, we're already to the point where it's creeping in, but how do we protect it in the future? And we don't know what AI is going to do for us. Right. right That's very true. Yeah. So I'm I'm in an industry right now that's, like, really involved with AI. And it's crazy the good it can do. Yeah. In the medical field, it's going to make huge differences. Like, so many lives are going to be saved by this. But with anything with that much power... It depends on whose hands it's in. Yeah, there's Absolutely. a flip side to it. Yeah, and it's scary. Um, I've listened to recordings that I know are AI-generated voices, and you can't tell any anymore. It's it's gross and at the same time thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> it is exciting. It, it's cool that a human got to the point where they could do that, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, oh, man. If but they, when you get down to the like the facts of everything in life, right, like in, in this case scenario, too, of saying artistry and right. creators and... Mental health care. Yeah, like health care, yeah, like whole health care that includes mental health care. Like they yeah. don't need to talk to an actual person. They'll just put in their problem into an AI <laughs> thing and see what the answer is. And it seems yep. legit, but somehow it misses some nuances. Yeah. That's true. So it's good to see that people fought for access. And it was good to see multi-millionaire and powerful people like mm-hmm. really get it. They really got it. Yeah. I feel like that's what the, the auto industry strikes this summer. I think those CEOs still seem like they're so out of touch mm-hmm. with what's going on. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing why I put it down. Like the writers thing, I feel as somebody that produces what I would consider art, you guys might consider trash. Not you guys, but <laughs> those out there. Um you just feel for them. You know, they're fighting for their for their livelihood. But also, yeah, the whole AI thing. Somebody had to make a stand and I'm glad they did it. I think a happy side effect of that as a football fan is that they broadcast games on ABC Monday nights. Isn't that crazy? Because otherwise it's on ESPN. And that's always been kind of a, a sore spot for me is, you know, all the money that goes to the, the public money that goes to stadiums and stuff. I think that your at least your home games should be broadcast. So I thought that was nice. Well, when I lived in Green Bay, they actually had a law where even if it was on ESPN or NFL Network, one local affiliate got to stream it. So when I lived in Green Bay, I got to see all the games. And that was cool. But I, I get what you mean. But didn't they do it t- this last week where one was on ABC and one yeah, was on they, ESPN? Mm-hmm. They, they did do some kind of simulcast yeah. thing. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was very But it was probably nice because those in the local region probably got, like we did, because we got the we got the Packer game. Yeah. You know, and the other game was the Miami game. So I bet. Is people... that something they're going to be doing from here on out? Is that like a Maybe. thing now? I don't know. Two Monday night games? They just announced the next, oh, what, 2028 Super Bowl today? And they said it's going to be in LA and that is going to be on ESPN. But once mm. again, that's different than a regular game. Yeah. So interesting. Hmm. 
well, I'll invite you over to my house to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure that day. You're all invited. <laughs> that's that, our tradition. That's a, that's a deep oh. cut to the history of Gary and Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a Super Bowl party. And we got together. And I think we did watch some of the Super Bowl commercials, well, but we watched Pee Wee's Because your Adventure. mom was having people over. Yeah. Because this was in high school. So we went upstairs and watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but we ate a lot of the food that. <laughs> oh, it was good. <laughs> it was a good time. All right. We'll scoot to the next one I had. May 25th. The FDA gave Elon Musk the go ahead to trial his <laughs> Neutralink brain implants on humans. Mm. That I... somehow slipped by my radar. I didn't know that the FDA approved things to go in your head. I just saw something that some of the data that's being uncovered with some of the trials with primates were not great. So Ooh. I think they're trying to reel some of that in now. Ooh. I didn't read it in depth, but yeah, it didn't sound good. I'll have to look into that more. Isn't it interesting, though, the thought of, and I know we don't want to get political, but I'm going to say it. People are so worried about putting stuff in their body are the same people that would be willing to put this guy's... <laughs> chip in their body mm. i don't think well, that's a political statement you know but you're right because everybody turns everything goddamn political now mm-hmm. but yeah. carl you fucking say that yeah he just did, he just did. <laughs> oh yeah and it made me happy all right june 16th the rules for the grammy awards were updated to restrict ai generated songs Woo-hoo, Ooh, another woo-hoo. win for ai being shut down not shut down just not being able to run amok yeah not being <laughs> good that's a great way of pointing it uh june 18th, the Ocean Gate Titan submarine imploded during an expedition to the wreck of the Titanic. Sad note, but I never expected so many people to be happy about a submarine imploding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, making light of the loss of life, it's just, that's in bad taste, I think. I, I think you can criticize, like, the massive expenditure and effort that went into recovery and investigation but but then when you find out too like it was like a video game controller was controlling the sub thing mm-hmm. and so some right. some of the stuff is not like i'm happy you died it's more like what were you thinking what were you thinking you know yeah right i i have no time for unchecked hubris that's a really good way of putting it right yeah it's a sad thing there I, is a there is a thought too now you know should anyone we've we've explored this wreck enough at this point like there's a lot of people out there that are saying we should leave it untouched. Yeah. We've... I mean, it's a graveyard. Yeah. It's it's somebody's resting place. I, I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning that way more now. I think I did have the curiosity of everything. And like, but at this point, I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with moving on. Yeah. I can see expeditions. Are you saying it's time it, to let but... go, Jack? It's time <laughs> to let go. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, 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 I could have bought, you know, a quarter of a million dollar menu from Sotheby's this last couple of weeks if I wanted one. But you could have? I, yeah, I'm Wait a out. minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> How did I not know about this stash? <laughs> but ultimately, like, don't we have enough artifacts? Don't we have enough yeah. memories? And mm-hmm. it's it's time. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all for history, and but there's comes to a point where you just let it be. I'm not going to risk my life for it anymore either. No kidding. <laughs> Next up, I've got July 21st. We've got the release of Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I think they were awesome movies. You saw Oppenheimer? (laughs) (laughs) The the quiet head shake was adorable. (laughs) Did any of us see Oppenheimer? I haven't seen either of them. Oh, damn it. When I hear okay, I saw Barbie. So yeah, <laughs> I, I suck and I didn't go see Oppenheimer, but I hear it was amazing. Um, and I am a fan of the people who made it. So Same. Um, I, will um, I see it someday? Sure. I know I'm going to see it someday, but why don't we brighten the subject and yeah. talk about the Barbie side Let's of it? Let's go back to Barbie. So I, <laughs> I actually loved the movie. I did legit see it. So no, right? Right, Amanda? Can you vouch that? Yeah, I, we did see it okay. in the theater. <laughs> Uh, Carl, who, Carl saw it thrice. Yeah. Thrice. Oh, wow. Ooh. And then Ryan saw it twice as well? I know. Only two times. Okay. And then Jade did not see it? No, I have not seen it. Okay. How about either. our Zoom buddies? Who saw it on there? It did not. That's a negative. Ooh. Two no's. Okay. Yet. Yet. Sounds like we need to have a Barbie movie party. Could we party. have a slumber party? 
Yeah. Ooh. I would love to do that. I don't know why I asked permission. I own this house with That's you. True. That's true. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I can have all the slumber parties. <laughs> that might we be a should... little too big for the studio, but... No, no, no. We would have <gasps> we it out. We should yeah. do a camping fiasco. <laughs> oh, no. He, um, Ryan hates camping, doesn't he? But it's indoors. It's in my basement. And we're having a Barbie-themed party. Well, she, I think she meant <laughs> well, actually thinking, like, camping. really camping. <laughs> I, I love me some camping. That's true. Well, we can. It depends. Is it like a day, like overnight, and then we hang out during the day, <laughs> no, and then we go home? It'll be like be Hanukkah. It'll be seven days. Then I ain't coming. <laughs> Is there a toilet? But there'll be running water and flushing toilets. Oh, yes. I will not do anything other. Oh, okay. okay. That's really my only requirement. Yeah. Thanks. Then I can. Then I can do like three days, two nights, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I went into the Barbie movie expecting uh, good stuff, but I didn't get my hopes up too high. But the good stuff was because I've heard so much good about it. And then it still exceeded my expectations. I did have a couple gripes at the end, but for the most part, I thought it was wonderfully done and incredibly entertaining. I've heard generally good things. Did you have green grapes or red grapes? Well, I like <laughs> both. I like that it's... Um, like way back when they announced mm-hmm. they're going to make a Barbie movie. My first thought was when I was a kid, I had like a, I think it was a golden book and it was like a Barbie story. And it was like the missing wedding dress. And it was this whole thing. Right. So I'm thinking it's just going to be a movie about Barbie, like, and the characters and the whatever. And this was much more of a so like sociological, anthropological look at Barbie mm-hmm. and what she means as a icon, what she means as a oh yeah this cultural touchstone for people and how you know i mean i can't literally say every person on the planet but every person on the planet knows what barbie is so it's like and just like the different and like that it didn't just gloss over it like address some of the things of like beauty expectations and all that stuff oh yeah yeah and that everyone in the whole world has a weird barbie yep or know someone who had a weird Barbie. My and weird Barbies were weird because of my sister. <laughs> my cousin had a weird Barbie where she, it was just like in the movie, she chopped her hair off mm-hmm. and it was all spiky and weird. And like, like back then they had like a weird little wheel on the inside. That's how the leg bent. Oh, And yes. after a while, the plastic started to wear out. So like it started to poke through. So then like, she like physical up... therapy with Barbie? <laughs> it was an old, it was an Let's older Barbie. Let's see how much you can bend today. <laughs> So eventually, like, the bottom part of the leg just came off. So it was like, well, so when Weird Barbie came out, I'm like, yes, that is what Weird Barbie was like. I would love a physical therapy Barbie where that was the whole theme and it came with physical physical therapy stuff. You know? Wouldn't that be awesome? My only my only gripe for the movie was that the only Barbie that I really I mean I had Barbies at my house but the only Barbie that I like had my mom buy me was Miko and she was this beautiful Hawaiian character and she had really cool like crimped fuzzy black hair she was not in that movie and I was like where the hell is Miko <laughs> yeah like Midge got to be in the movie where's Miko Midge. <laughs> Amanda had Midge I think that was my last gift from my godmother. <laughs> I think I was uh, weirded out by it. <laughs> well, my mom totally had Alan. Oh, really? <gasps> not, nice. And like, not just my mom. Like, there was Barbies at my grandma's house that were from the '60s that we had in this green mesh basket, and so like all the kids would come play with the Barbies, and you know, yeah. stuff would get mixed in there. Some like I had like Lady Lovely Locks. Do you know she what had... I played with at my grandma's house? She had a junk drawer that had like <laughs> some random stuff. And one was like a cigarette holder thing, like those leather purse things oh, yeah, that yeah. snap. Yeah, yeah. I played with that. <laughs> well, you should have come over to my grandma's house and played with Barbies with me. I wasn't Cigarettes really pills. into Barbies. She had, she had, they had a Barbie that was like not. Was to were smoke. you into cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> not the original Barbie, but similar to that, like still had that face sculpt with like the eyelashes and the um, and because it was older, like I just remember her boobs being all scraped. Because oh, yeah. after a while, they just they get banged up. And it was like, why are Barbie's boobs all scraped She up? kept trying to get into places she didn't belong. Well, and like the plastic of those Barbies was a little more delicate in mm-hmm. a way than yeah. what we would have today. But we might have to do a toy episode at some point. I would like to do a toy episode. do hundreds of toy episodes yeah. if you got me there. <laughs> True. But no, I think there was so many different aspects of the movie that, I mean, it's funny to think. I, I just thought of one now, but I thought about the whole toy aspect of it. I thought it was really cool to do the the scenes in the set like like it was toy like mm-hmm. that was really cool. Hmm. <laughs> Zuzu? <laughs> I think that was Devin. I do have my exorcist hoodie on. So. 
Um, that, so that was cool. But I think the other aspect of like looking at other at like the world as almost like plastic and fake. Mm-hmm. It's funny that we as humans we we judge plastic and fake, but like looking from the other side, it's I think their life was a little more interesting in certain ways. <laughs> and maybe it's because that was a utopian idea of what they lived in, but mm-hmm. um I think it was also good like just at the age like that we're at it was like barbie was kind of having the existential crisis that we have when we get to our like mid to late 30s early 40s where it's like yeah am i really is the world that i thought i lived in real like really what i'm living in or what's going on and all that good crazy uh not quite midlife crisis level but totally i i came out at at a time that was just perfect for our age absolutely because i could totally relate to it on that level and all that jazz. Any other Barbie anecdotes? I overthought it. <laughs> the movie or just Barbie in general? <laughs> give me, give me Probably all of it. <laughs> well, I, I, Amanda I don't... smokes a lot over here. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> That's why they had pouches to carry yeah. cigarettes in. It was very fancy. <laughs> My sister was more into Barbies, so I... Would Ironically, just... she was the one that smoked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she wow, should have been playing with that? the cigarette holder. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe then she wouldn't have smoked. Sorry. Sorry, I love my sister. Um, I wish she didn't smoke. She doesn't smoke now. No. It's fine. Um, no, she was into Barbies, so I would just watch her play. Like, it was like a, kind of like a, a real-time, like... Theater show, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like she it was, was performing for, like she was just playing, but for you, she was, was performing for you. Yeah, it was good. And then I would panic a little when her, like, she had all of the dolls, and I got one, which I, that was fine. I mean, I was felt a little cheated, but it was, I was okay with it. It's like dinner theater where you get to participate in the audience. Yes, and it made me <laughs> panicky. <laughs> like maybe that's a start of anxiety. Whatever, because like when hers would talk, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to add. Mm-hmm. So. It was just like, I just want to watch. <laughs> um, so I wasn't really into Barbies, even when it was just my friends and I. I was just like, I don't know what to do with these. Like, whatever. No. No, that's understandable. I remember being a kid, it was like, I don't know. Sometimes as a boy, you were kind of like zoned in. If you weren't really into the playing the Barbie, which I, I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was more like Hot Wheels, Matchbox car kind of guy. I didn't even Boring. like. I know. I was even like G.I. Joe and stuff. But I remember you'd be that like kid who's like, oh, I guess I'll just brush Barbie's hair. That's pretty much what I did. And then you're like, after that, I will just brush this little pony's tail. That's what I did, too. And so at some point... Carl, you and I would have brushed all the hair. I think that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was a stylist to the neighbors. Not yeah. the stars, the neighbors. That's what I would have done. I also threw sand in my hair. So, you know, whatever. I was one with nature. Oh, that's yeah, you did totally. I, I did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, but anyway, so with the Barbie movie, I really overthought how they treated the Kens because I thought that wasn't fair, and I was upset that um, when I don't, I was just upset that like they all just kind of went back to what it was without you know resolving anything. Now that you mentioned that, I felt the same way. I know we had a lot of discussion, which is why I was very surprised when you said you loved it because things are rosier after you forget about all that. Okay, visually, I think they did, but I don't think they. Maybe there could have been more to that story. Well, and I also felt like. I don't know because like it maybe it's because we have a son. So yeah. it was kind of like, well, I feel like you could have been a little nicer to Ken, like instead of I don't I don't know. I I need to rewatch it now I, because I can't remember all my arguments, but I had a whole lot to yeah. say about it. I, I thought as much as I liked it, it if you boiled it down, the gripe that I had was at no point until the very, very end was anybody fixing their problem with kindness. It was, oh, you were shitty to me, so now I'm going to be shitty to you. And then, oh, you were shitty to me just now, so now I'm going to be shitty to you, which in respect well, is real life. Well, and that's but where it's supposed re- to reflection. be idealistic. So yeah. reflection. Like, I really wanted the end to be like, great, we all have like yeah. equal power and we get along. And it was like what it was supposed to be, but, but it still wasn't. And I was the, like, oh. Isn't that so? That's like your modern fairy tale ending, right? Like yeah. having it perfect and at peace. And... I wanted it to be that because it was freaking Barbie. 
but new. So I'll stick with my trucks and my sand. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. All right, we'll move on. September 27th, the writer's strike was over. Yay! And my brother turned, got old, 26. (laughs) Yay! And that's a lot of our friends' uh, wedding anniversaries. Yay! It's literally (laughs) the night of our anniversary. Whoa. It was our 21st anniversary. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> it, your relationship can drink alcohol. <laughs> oh, boy. And buy cigarettes. We've, we've made big deals about when it was like, oh, our relationship <laughs> can vote. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the day again? <laughs> September 27th. Okay. What else happened that day? The writer's strike the ended. The writer's strike. They were gifting you oh, the gift of entertainment See, for your next year of... And Almost immediately, Night Court started production again. Yeah, <laughs> that was an article I read. Of like the Which, shows that are the first shows to start again now that the that is a good thing about show. Like I think too, you know, going back to like team members being exciting about shows. I think as couples and individuals, you know, couples share shows. Sometimes a partner gets into a show. Um, Gary started baking because of the show. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Great British Bake Off. Oh yeah, I started baking because of that. It was all about um, they were making uh, wine jelly. wine jelly, mm-hmm. and I, I was watching it. I'm like, I can do that. And he's like, What the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> I can do that. So I looked up a recipe and I did it, and, and I, it was delicious. I suppose you know this strike happening during a summer when you know, especially our age group, we're used to reruns and live entertainment like during the summer games and variety shows and we all that saw other the stuff fighters yeah so i guess it kind of worked out yeah. good timing uh for all those in the room who were wondering what the hell i'm doing for some reason my eyes weren't focusing and the only way i could put it is you remember those magic eye puzzles mm-hmm. that we all everything looked like that it was weird <laughs> They're still kind of funky. I think it's the lighting in here. It's just That's too much. Oh, you, how funky is your chicken? <laughs> uh, almost as loose as my goose. Oh. Did you have the magic brownie that Uncle Don made? <laughs> I might have. It was for Willie, but <coughs> it's getting better now. Okay. I bet the reason why Willie never ate his prime rib was because I don't really know the dental situation on Willie Nelson. He's in his nineties now. He made prime rib for him. Yeah, I think I missed that earlier. Oh my god! You can eat. Steak I honestly with couldn't no teeth. think of the word prime rib at the time. Don't you hate that? Yeah, I, yeah. it happens to me a lot. All with, that I was with... thinking it was like, oh, it's a big hunk of meat, but I couldn't think of what it was. <laughs> I bet he could eat it without teeth. Or maybe just you know, he's lived in Texas his entire life, and he's like, I've had enough meat. <laughs> That's... That could be it. That could be it. Yeah. Maybe he had. <laughs> what see now I'm forgetting a word again. Is what it is your that? COVID? What old people get in their hinges? Mm, it's COVID fog. Um, the Arthritis? Gout. Oh, the gout. Oh, Not just old people. Not just old people. Not just old people. Carl Mackey has the gout. Do you really? Oh, I love it. That's a that's a public service announcement <laughs> for are you okay uh, with your HIPAA information <laughs> like that. St- stressed uh stressed adults <laughs> that are in their forties if they're male, typically, yeah, you're susceptible to it and women in their fifties. Of course, oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to I do with hereditary say... and uh, your stress levels, and not actually, yeah. um, you know, not eating lobster and how drinking wine know? all the time. How do you know it's gout? <laughs> you will know. Well, because like last week, I was really achy, but I just mm. it'll be it's from like it'll be the pin- weather. Typically, the... your first it'll be pinpointed to one specific joint. Oh no, Carl's all is my his joints. Big toe. My big toe. But people have it uh, in their knees, elbows, hands. Do you wear hands. orthopedic shoes? There's nothing. That, that won't help. No? Okay. Could you get it's, some, though? It's like a crystallization for of... the style. So lunch ladies are liars. Yeah. yeah. At least the Adam Sandler um, variety. The right. only thing you can take is you have to take medication. That's prescribed. And it breaks it up. I was going to say... It works immediately, so like though. like kidney stones? No. Hmm. I think it just breaks it up and dissolves into your body. Nice. You don't have to... I just love painting the picture in my brain of... These 40-year-old men that all went to see the Barbie movie by themselves with no children, with the gout. (laughs) Just painted this beautiful picture, and I love it. I love it. Well, you know, it's funny. I wonder how many men seriously thought, gosh, I guess all I do is talk about trucks. Like, you know. I I I don't think those men went to the movie. No, they didn't. Unless they took the 
kids maybe i don't know maybe i don't think they would i really i really i really like the line when he says what was it um i really thought the patriarchy was more just about horses right (laughs) (laughs) that was hilarious and i will say this too in all fairness like to balance it out i feel like they gave ken the best song and dance number oh Oh, for sure yeah like oh that's a banging soundtrack yeah that that cd has not left my car all of it was awesome but you know for that for us saying well hey it wasn't fair to ken at least he got like the best dance number i think the point of that whole ken thing is though that like the some of the people who get sucked into the patriarchy aren't necessarily bad people oh true they just get misguided and then their behavior sucks, and then it they get viewed as like the villain. But sometimes it's like the patriarchy hurts everybody. See, everybody suffers. Yeah, that's why we're trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. True. Any other twenty twenty three goodness, guys? We started this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. All kind of, you know, it's funny when people ask me the the premise or you know, what we talk about. I think it's interesting, like, the description online is pretty darn accurate. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I appreciate everyone who was involved in, in writing all of that because it was so difficult to explain, but it's just, because how do you just go, it's just craziness. It's yeah. a bunch of crazy <laughs> sons of bitches being nuts. You know, that's kind I of mean, what it is. If we were that big group table at a restaurant, I would be curious to know what we're all talking about. Yeah. I observe. Yeah, no. just, just like Barbies. Just like Barbies. <laughs> That's right. But um, we'll do something right at the end where we reminisce a little bit about this being born and whatnot. You know what else happened? What in else? 2023? I turned 40 and every person in this room came to my party. Yeah. Oh, and some people who aren't in the room. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I got to That's wear my time. 1998 softball jacket. <laughs> and, and your butterfly clips. Yes. Oh, we went fantastic. with a We went with a Nickelodeon theme. And I realized because of all the work I put into doing it that I'm going to have to have more Nickelodeon parties because I did way more stuff than just one party is worth. Like, so mm-hmm. be that ready, y'all. We, we just popped the balloons last week. We did. The balloons, the, the balloons were still out there like <laughs> since September. That's, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's all right. I don't know how long that tree is going to be in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have ornaments, so it can be any time. So anyway. I have a confession. Let's hear it. I realized that you put me on mute for a while, and I'm so used to hearing these noises, but it dawned on me, I think you were hearing my damn dog Probably. making, like, Chewbacca noises. Is that what you were hearing? That's what it was. I don't know what it was, but Did we... it sound like Chewbacca? I mean, kind of. It sounded of. like a demon. That's why it was yeah. when Joe said Pazuzu. Definitely Savona, then. I'm sorry. No, I'm so okay. used to it, I never thought twice of it. It's okay. It's okay. Huh. Sorry. No, She no, made no. her little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it got bad, so I just muted, but that's all good. Thank you for listening to Wicker Biscuit, a podcast Ahoy production. The producers of Wicker Biscuit are Ryan LeMay, Gary Putnam, and Courtney Holub. Executive producer is Gary Putnam. Recording and editing was done by Gary Putnam. Check out our social media for updates on upcoming pods and for clips and other media referenced in this episode. Because sharing is caring, the links can be found in the episode note. Check it out! Thanks again from everyone at the Wicker Biscuit family.